everyone and welcome back to class. This is Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off. As always, my name is Andrew Nilgren, alongside your favorite sub-teacher, co-teacher. I guess we, no, not co-teacher would be the right term, right? I guess I always just call you the other homeroom no, teachers. Just, like, we're, t- we're a team. I think just the other homeroom yeah. teacher. I don't think, I don't think co-teacher is the right word, but yes. We are the other other homeroom teacher. This is teacher. a pairing. This is a team. This is the dream team. It is just going to oh, be goodness. me and Dylan today. As you can tell, we're already off to a great start. But it is. We're, we're, we're going to go down some weird roads today, I think. I mean, there are some possibilities with some of the things Bakugo said this episode and which way you land on it and where you say in our kid violence. We could absolutely be on the same page and go down some rabbit holes. Kid violence, kid violence, kid oh, violence. Oh, God, this is going to be a bad episode. I can already tell. But don't worry. We don't have too much rigmarole before we do jump into the actual episode. Just keep watching. Keep letting us know what's going on. Um, Dylan will go through some of that. But just pretty status quo here. Um, the movie dates were announced. Um, February 26th is going to be the release date. Still trying to figure out exactly when we're going to be recording that episode. It sounds like it's not going to be opening weekend, but instead the following weekend because Dylan will be out and who knows if James will have a conflict or not that far in advance. So we'll try to go more than happy to talk about it because I'll be going opening night if anyone does want to talk about the um, episode, movie before we actually record the episode. But we'll keep you updated on when we're going to be doing that. It'll be a double up um, week one of these weeks, but otherwise we have 10 episodes left of the season and I think that's going to go by really quick, but we'll talk about those when they come. Yeah, and for the following 10 episodes, make sure you tell your friends about us and leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. And if you have any suggestions at all, like any additional notes, any segments that you think we should kind of jump into, let us know. Um, you can do that by tweeting at us at popped underscore off on Twitter, or you can send us an email at contact at poppedoff.com. Awesome. But with that, let's jump into episode 16 of season four, Win Those Kids' Hearts. So this opens back up with a shortened version of Todoroki and Bakugo running into the students from Shiketsu. We see Mira, the exam proctor from the first um, exam. I don't know if we ever actually learned his name back then or I just didn't pay attention to names as much when we were doing season recaps as individual recaps. I'm sure he learned it, but this is the first time I ever actually knew this guy had a name. I just always called him Exam Proctor up until now. And we once again see him talking to Gang Orca about if they should make today's training a little bit more difficult. After the opening, Anasa is trying to hard to find things that him and Tori Roka get in common. But it's really clear they're just exact opposites. And as Bakugo hears this, apparently attempted friendship makes Bakugo sick. And it doesn't really surprise me that much. It seems pretty like with his characters so that's how this episode goes and just kind of showing a lot of humor between that it's something this episode did really well is a lot of humor between all of these students and kind of more focusing on that side than a lot of their other personality traits which i loved amir starts talking about where they're at what they plan on doing how the class has been going and that up until t- this point there have been 10 people taking the class but now there are 11. president mike up in the stands joins all might and endeavor as they come into the seating area all Might doesn't really want any attention drawn to himself, but Endeavor just starts randomly shouting towards Todoroki because his name is brought up for no other reason, and that brings a lot of attention to All Might Endeavor, and not really anyone talks about President Mike, feel bad for the dude. Um, but we learned that um, 
Cammy is going to be the 11th member of the class right now. She made it to the second round, which you had to do, and she did all the prerequisite work. But due to her foggy memory, she's allowed to join in this class a little bit late. Um, we learned that Cammy really isn't that smart, and it's why they took him so long to realize that something was up when she took the exam, because no one actually believed her when she said she didn't remember taking the exam and quite didn't question why she slept for four days. But eventually they realized that there was drugs in her system and that the more than likely the League of Villains did something and more or less used her body. Um, Gang Orca comes in and pretty much turns just kind of this relaxed atmosphere to an instant military. Sir, yes, sir. Everyone at attention. And, um, just pretty much telling them how bad they are for failing the easy exams that happened before and just seeing how they've been doing these classes. Even called them Gobi Fish Turd. I want to talk to you about what a Gobi is. I have no idea what Gobi is, but they refer to them as Team Gobi and Team Turds throughout the rest of the episode. I do appreciate that. Um, Bakugo argues he's not a turd and um, understandably gets tossed in disciplinary action by Gang Orca. Um, Todoroki explains how turds can save people after Gang Orca asks the questions and also understandably gets tossed. And Anasa is being Anasa and also enjoyably gets tossed as disciplinary action by Gang Orca. Gang Orca admits that he sees all three of their strength and that they are probably strong enough to be heroes, but they're all lacking something that thing is heart. So their life or death battle today is going to be against an army of elementary kids, and it's not quite going to be life or death. In normal fashion, the no the teacher has no control over the kids, and Bakugo instantly gets roasted and makes a kid cry. Todoroki is accused of having five wee-wees and then is attacked. Anasa is having his kneecaps beaten in by a bunch of kids and then jumped. Um, we also learned that Gang Orca's last name is Mr. Whale, or just Whale. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I, I never knew him besides anything than Gang Orca, so I appreciate learning his last name. Or maybe she just called him that because Orcas are whales, I assume. Um... So going back, I'm getting on a tangent here, but um, <laughs> he believes that these heroes can turn the rebellious class around by the end of the day if they find a way to work together. Up in the stand, President Mike starts twitching as this event goes on and literally can't control himself, jumps down onto the main floor and starts emceeing the entire event, introducing the team, Team Gobi and Team Turds, and then the Team Elementary students. Um... Up back in the stands, All Might and Endeavor start talking. We learn that crimes have already gone up 3% the last couple weeks with everything that's been happening. Endeavor feels something falling apart that All Might has spent so long building, and he wants to know what is a symbol of peace. The teacher talks about how these years are so important for the kids to start to develop and that everyone's quirks develop differently, different power levels and all that, and counseling isn't enough, and hoping that bringing these students and being with potential heroes who are working so hard to achieve their dreams will maybe help them remember their true feelings. Bakugo believes that they can solve this problem with the students and kind of win over this exam by finding the boss of the students, hanging him up for other students to throw a rock at him and making examples out of him. And honestly, I agree. Um, Bakugo then walks in front of the entire class of students and challenges the leader to fight him one-on-one. -on -one. And then there's some creepy Yakuza-like kid in the corner just monologuing to himself about how dumb using brute force is. Um, this didn't work. No one really gave him. And then he just kind of goes back. Uh, Nasa believes they just need to make friends with everyone. Um, it doesn't work very well as Nasa has a concept of bad kids can't make good heroes. And the kid pretty much turns this logic around on him. Even though he's five on Nasa about, well, you're doing this and this. So are you really that good of a hero? And Nasa starts crying to himself. 
Um, Todoroki's up next. We then go back to the stand before we get to Todoroki's turn, and we go back to the Endeavor and All Might stand uh, talk. Um, Endeavor talks about the rising the hero ranks, but never really catching All Might, even though he got to rank two so quickly. All Might doesn't really have an answer to what the symbol of peace is. He never was achieving, trying to achieve that symbol of peace, but he was just trying to always go forward and being that light that so many other people need. Um, this kind of caused him to turn um, his back on kindness and go down a different path that he could have with things like Sir Night Eye. We saw flashbacks there, and that was something that I think he was really referencing. Um, and then we um, see kind of a comparison that All Might and All Endeavor kind of realize that they're not looked at each other the same, and All Might really wants to put it down that you don't need to go down the same route that I was. Your symbol of peace does not have to be the same symbol of peace I am, and that going a different way will be better than trying to copy me, because honestly, if you've already admitted, you will never be me. That's just not who we are. Going back down to the thing, Todoroki just walks up and is like, you know how I'm going to get to this class as I am going to relate to them. I am going to let them know who I am as a person, and then of course they'll love me. So he goes up and starts monologuing as if it's like a character introduction, telling his entire backstory. The whole class just gets bored, and again, Todoroki fails miserably. Um, Kami just thinks, hey, maybe if we just show off their quirks, it might help. And this kind of somehow transitions into a full-out battle being prepared. Um, all four of them have their quirks as if they're going on to fight a giant villain, and all of the kids are kind of preparing for the same thing. And we kind of get a monologue from the teachers and one of the creepy corner monologue kids that students nowadays, there's been so many questions about, is Hero Society really doing well with All Might Gone? There's been all this questioning. So all these kids in their hearts honestly think that their quirk can probably take on the heroes. And that it's going to be a lose-lose rather you let the students win because then they are going to get worse with this mentality. But if you just beat them down as pro heroes, they get down on themselves. So it's really a lose-lose and trying to find the right way to do this. But the episode ends with both sides pretty much facing off with a battle ensuing next episode. So I talked a lot. Didn't feel like a lot happened. I feel like it all took over the course of like three minutes in the actual time. Yeah, it... It, it happened very quickly, but I actually just wanted to, to put a, a little pause here. Um, and I usually don't do this. This is very against my character arc. Um, but I just wanted to call out and just say that you were right, Andrew. You were actually very, very right when it came to um, Cammy and explaining why uh, she failed in the first place. I really thought they were going to brush over no. it. Um, but you were totally right. They actually did spend time and go like here's like what kind of what happened and you got like knocked out or or, or that know, they still don't oh, really what understand what happened we understand because we saw we know how toga works and we you're plugging the system but, but they but they did it they did actually kind of go into it and explain it a little bit so like i just wanted to actually give that to you because like i know that was a talking point that we had and i was like oh they're eh, whatever they're not gonna do anything but they actually did so good on you good on you for that one you you, you got that at the beginning of the episode Thank you. that is the last thing i know but i absolutely want to read the manga because apparently these next 10 episodes are supposed to be crazy everyone's talking i guess i think it's actually nine episodes left um but everyone's talking about like how these next 10 episodes did not go the way anyone wants and i want to know what's happened next and that is the last thing i know besides references of characters that come some point in the manga so i have no idea where the show is going to go but right now i'm really enjoying the professional um license exam i think this has been really fun i i mean i know this is pushing things forward because this is how they're all going to get their hero licenses or professional hero licenses but it almost feels like filler 
but they're still good taking away points. I mean, there's not really character development. They kind of play off of the flaws of each character. But we also do get this interesting monologue about how hero society is. Like that all my conversation. And then the kid monologuing in the corner is almost the most interesting like actual world development of the thing. Is that these kids understand that their parents are questioning hero society. Like is this still a thing? Like we're stronger than hero societies because hero society is falling apart. That these kids really believe that. And that's a scary mentality when these kids don't really respect or look up to heroes that they think they can actually fight the heroes and win. That feels like something villains want because then they go more down that path and All Might mentioning the fact that um, crimes are rising already. Like something's falling apart now that All Might's been gone for, I don't know, maybe a month at this point. I don't know what the time frame is. It can't be that long. But things are just happening. Maybe it's a little longer than that. Maybe it's a month or two. But still, it's just setting up that stuff is falling apart in the background. That that may transition into a bigger thing as Hero Society is really called into question again. Yeah, I think it is it is really strange because, like, the entire setup of this arc is a very um, filler setup. You know, it's, you know, the, the, the quote-unquote B characters getting their provisional license and they're, like, gooning around with kids. Like, that whole setup is totally a B-side plot, you know, something that you normally could totally throw away. Um, but, like, what you were saying, it's actually really important stuff and actually very central to the plot and, like, building out this world, like, very deeply. And so, like, that's something I really, really like a lot, actually, because, like, even the, like I said, like, we were talking about quote-unquote, like, side plots that, like, aren't supposed to mean too much and they're supposed to be fun after, you know, that really, really intense um battle that we just had a couple episodes it's it's deep it's deep and there's a lot that goes into it and that's one thing i really like about this show and i think we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about this all the time when it comes up but like even the small little things the the quote-unquote like filler throwaway is actually super super important uh to building out the world in some way things are here for a reason like everything in this show happens for a reason and you know this one is happening it's playing itself out in a way that's important because, like, yeah, you need to find a way to get these guys their their provisional license. But, like, let's make it interesting. Let's build the story out and let's have it have, like, actual concrete context to what's going on right now. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the reason why I think we both agree it feels filler is that they are definitely playing more to the extreme sides of each character's personality well, usually in a normal episode, you feel like there's a little bit more range. We saw Inasa have, like, one range of moment when he saw an Endeavor. Otherwise, all of them felt like they are fully on there. Like, Bakugo is always pissed. Let's speed everyone up. Inasa and Todoroki are just falling into being boring or way too happy. And Kami's just dumb. Like, I feel like there wasn't really the both sides of personalities, which is why. And I, I appreciate that from time to time. Like, it definitely felt like, though, everything they are doing was trying to get you a laugh. Like, there wasn't really, outside of the All Might conversation... Um, everything was in this episode was to try and make you laugh, which I, I did really appreciate. Yeah. And, and it did work. It did, I did laugh a lot of the stuff. Sure, I was watching four in the morning, pretty little bit of sleep deprivation. But nonetheless, it was a really good episode. I really did enjoy that. And just seeing, just seeing how each three of them do think about tackling challenges, though, is really interesting. That does play in to who they're maybe going to be or how they're going to develop as heroes. But the fact that 
on the outside, Todoroki looks so cool. And they just play into how boring he is. It's probably my favorite of all of them. Like, Anasa being Anasa and Bakugo wanting to beat everyone up. But Todoroki's like, I got this. I'm going to relate to these kids and just monologues and monotone. I I really do appreciate that about all, all four of these characters, like, humorous sides. And even when he started explaining how, like, turds can actually help save people, he was going to give a real answer to that, to getting Orca. I, those that was some of my favorite parts of the episode, but I I really did enjoy. Yeah, I it, it is it is really good comedy, and I really like it as well. Like I don't know, like it, it is very funny to like lean into that. Like yeah, he's like kind of like a main character, and like his arc is very main charactery, and like in like a very tropey way, and they just like lean into that super heavy, like, and, and they just kind of run with it, and it's kind of like the butt of the joke that he's like he's the trope you know he's the he's the mc trope or whatever that's like super edgy or whatever and like let's take it to its logical conclusion i love that it's it's it is really it makes so much more sense why they brought him along i'm like why is president like why is president mike here like for mc the event in in present in present mike just not being able to contain himself and just going i have to mc this event like i have to do this and like he can't contain himself and just doing it is so and meat from shiketsu just like kind of monologuing and like um talking to himself up in the stands with the teacher the teacher just like this kid realized like he's being insulted too and he's basically insulting himself and talking about how dumb everyone else is when he's pretty much dumb himself and he joins down on with president mike to start doing it because you weren't showing the pride of shiketsu and all that like it's just also dumb but it's so good and i really it's really going to be interesting that like usually like we had such a serious first half of the season and they transitioned into this like very fun part so much which almost thinks that the next arc is going to, like, I feel like this is going to turn really quickly. Like, it's just weird because we know we probably have another episode, maybe two left of the provisional exam. And then I just, I think the um, culture festival is going to be different than we think. I don't think that is going to be the sports festival that we thought it was going to be. I think this is a sports festival and that's going to move back to maybe not a little slower. I think there'll be really fun set pieces, but I think it might be more world building rather than a really fun five or six episodes. Yeah, um, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, I think these are the fun episodes that we're getting. Because I thought this season. would be one or two episodes. And the fact that this is still going on makes me think there might be another episode or two. Yeah, this, so there is going to be, I think, I think this whole arc quote-unquote arc is about three episodes um that's what it's feeling like to me um we had the previous episode which was like kind of the setup that goes into this this episode and then it's going to conclude next and so what i'm thinking about the uh sports festival um how that's going to play out is that it's going to start out um with probably a pretty fun tone to it um and then it's quickly going to turn into something a lot more serious um which i think is going to be interesting because like I don't, want, I don't want to say the other festivals haven't been um, all that serious because they did all really have that that shift of where they start really fun and it's like, who are all these characters? It's wacky or whatever. And then they do have that turn. They always have that like slight turn of where it's like, oh no, we need to get serious. Like this is like for our licenses or like this is for, you know, X, Y, Z. And like there is always a stake and it always like kind of turns. So I think they're probably going to follow that model. Um my guess is that they're probably going to follow that model in terms of the that giant hero or the giant villain that we yeah. saw actually attacking a city 
Um, but that's just my speculation. Um, it could turn it in a couple different ways, but that that's how I think, at least when I, when I view is that that is going to be the turn to make it more serious. And so I got, I got a Reddit comment on like a post I did from like a month and a half ago. Uh, they're listening to our episodes. Thank you so much. You do. You listened to a couple episodes and gave, he was the one that gave me the information on the, um, not common, um, not common. Um, Red Riot. What's his name? Why am I blanking on this? We used to say Red Kirishima. Riot. Um, Kirishima and Mina's relationship. I'm like, oh, I don't get this high school part. And he went on and explained it to me after listening to the episode. So he actually did give a little bit more information. I think this might get spoiler that's coming up a little bit. But we have seen the giant person before. I'm not going to say where. But the giant character is not a new character. We've actually seen him no foreshadowed way. twice. So James' argument of never seeing him a little bit before is like, there have been changes, no but we have seen him before. Wait, so, so we can so talk about I, that I'm, later. I'm more. just gonna throw this. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna take this. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna throw it out there. Um, so, so I guess this isn't a spoiler because, like, I've never read it. But like, there's no way that the flashbacks to that random villain, like, basically mugging the class back in high school, is him. No way. You'll have to wait and find out soon. His silence speaks volumes. Okay. But yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I guess we'll definitely see. Um, but that's interesting. That, that's just like, kind of what I've been picked to, up to, on. To, I was to told me, that was to not me, the first time we've seen the character. Okay, so like, I guess, I guess this is actually speculation because we really don't know. But like, that'd be really interesting because like, to me, that was like a throwaway scene yeah. of like, yeah, that could have been any villain. So the fact that like we are actually having those scenes be really important in the future is super cool, actually. And that um, just destroys James' gonna, entire it's point. Make me re- yeah, it's going to also make me reevaluate, like, all the different scenes now because it's like, wow. Like, I, what we were talking about earlier is, like, every scene is actually important and, like, it does really mean something uh, to the show um, even deeper than, like, we might have thought. Oh, so. absolutely. Um, but anyways, let's, let's, let's shift gears and, and hit another topic because I know we have quite a yeah, few. Yeah, the next one I want to talk about is the Endeavor All My Conversation, one of the more serious parts of the episode and – I, I, I don't think necessarily like, oh, all like Endeavor's relationship with All Might is very weird. Seeing him kind of open up and just asking questions and wanting to do better is showing Endeavor's trying to change. I mean, we kind of had that flashback at the beginning of the episode when like an, when Endeavor starts yelling, like, oh, my God, like, why is he here? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like kind of more serious and like, oh, shit. When they see All Might, they all start cheering and being so happy. And that's pretty much just a summary of how everyone views these two heroes and Obviously, Endeavor doesn't want that. But do we worry about Endeavor? Like, him being the number one hero, like, this is showing growth, but do you think everything's going to be all right with Endeavor as the number one hero? Um, I think there is inherent issues with it, and I think that's something that they want us to worry about because, like, he's and, – and, and pun definitely not intended. He's very hot. He's Bakugo um, as an adult. Yeah, the he number one hero. is. I, and I think that's really important to introduce in this world of like, yeah, every, every, like, you know, the number one hero is not going to be smiling, jumping to save you. It's going to be like some dude who can shoot fire and is really fucking good at it, to be honest. And like, that's, that's a reality of it. Like sometimes that is the number one hero. And I really like the way that they're leaning into it and going, how does he fit into this world of where he's been constantly in all my shadow and now moving into that number one position 
and being the best hero, even though he is that hot-headed, you know, kind of mean dude. And, like, uh, what that means for the world, I think that's super cool, actually. Because, like, it's, I don't know, it seems a little realistic to me. No, yeah, I, I think so, too. And I I always treated, like, endeavors as kind of a character development tool for Todoroki. Like, very early on, that's kind of what he seemed like. Oh, he has a bad dad that's super strong and he needs to get over this. And then that was a character development moment for Todoroki. But now I love to see that it's kind of the flip side is we're starting to see character development for Endeavor as All Might steps out of the hero shadow. We need someone to fill that role. And now we're seeing Endeavor trying to grow a little bit and seeing where he grows is going to be really interesting. And I think we're going to find out yeah, really and, quickly. And- yeah, and also don't forget there's that huge weird backstory with Todoroki and, like, his whole family that, like, we didn't really, like, go deep into. And I think I think that's definitely going to come back, and we're going to be talking about that a lot more because, like, that whole entire situation, one, is crazy, number two is fucked up, and number three, like, has so much more, like, details left in it. Like, he was, like, breeding kids, much. like, to be heroes that's crazy like there is more there for sure and i i really hope they explore it because that's wild yes i yeah and and i I think we might i don't don't know if i'm just looking into it but like with a lot of the flashbacks to like old pictures of like old students and all that and we see a young endeavor and all that kind of stuff so i feel like i don't know if this cultural festival is going to be a point to really dive into characters like maybe we get that toga backstory like you can't just put that in the outro and never mention it anywhere so maybe we get um these next seven episodes of the culture festival early on being a lot of character development and world building and ending with uh, an attack or something kind of like that maybe even leaving on a season cliffhanger maybe that's where the season ends off after a bunch of character developments and these characters changing because we see uraraka starting to change a couple episodes ago and maybe these next seven episodes it's just kind of people changing or learning about who people really are and their backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know where that's going to go, but I really feel like Endeavor is going to have a semi uh, like spotlight on him the remainder of the season. For what I'm feeling like that, I don't feel like I feel like this um, provisional exam arc is going to end, but I feel like Endeavor's character development is not going to end for the season. That it'll continue on a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, no, I totally agree because like. Um... All Might leaving, um, even though it was so many episodes ago, it's constantly going to have these ripple effects. And, like, this is one of the big ones that we were just kind of waiting for. Like, we knew Endeavor was going to be a big deal, becoming number one hero. And we really were waiting for what does that actually mean. And I totally agree with what you're saying. I think I think these episodes coming up might be the ones that we find out what that means. What, what, what does it mean that he's the number one hero now? So That'll be interesting. I guess... I feel like we walked through a lot of the big things. Are there any topics you want to dig into? Like anything else you want to talk about? I know, I mean, we can talk about more specific moments and all that kind of stuff, of course. But any bigger things? Or I, I feel like this was a really enjoyable episode, but I don't feel like it's an episode we really could dig deep into. Yeah, I really like this episode from a meta perspective because it introduces a lot of topics that I really like um, in exploring the world and like talking about where the story might be going. Like, um, like I, I guess, like, from my angle, like, I love talking about this kind of stuff um, about the show. I think it's really cool. But, like, I guess when you go into the nitty-gritty of it, like, it's just them, like, yeah. When everything like, happens over, fighting. when 90% of the episode happens over five minutes, it's really hard to get really nitty-gritty about it because a lot of it's just really speculation. And I think next week, 
we may we will probably have a little bit more as things start to develop but i feel like yeah this episode was super fun it felt super quick yeah it, it, it was a fun episode it, it was really fun like i i think i think it's a good takeaway is that it's a fun episode and cool stuff happened yeah and yeah and i think it, i think it was a nice little moment too that like hey other people failed the exam too that i guess that's something to bring up there like yeah there were six other i mean i guess um seven other people that failed the exam before cammy joined and talking a little bit about that because yeah like it's always been like oh it's pretty much just always the main character but yeah like they made no reference to what schools are from or we've never seen them before we have no idea what their quirks do they're just like hey this whole world is bigger than just shiketsu and um ua so we should like, kind of act like that. I would have loved if there was a little callback to maybe someone that we ran into from like a different school because we did see a lot of people not get knocked out. So it would have been cool if like all the other students that are in the class, like people that UA members or Shiketsu like kind of knocked out and it was kind of like a callback to different um, schools from the exam. But that's just kind of like, oh, that would have been a cool flashback. It's not really a nitpick or anything like that. But I, I again, a lot of really specific world building or just kind of development things but again i i don't have much else to talk about unless you want to dive into anything specific no i i don't think i have anything yeah, i think yeah i think it's a good episode maybe if james was here he'd dive into something dumb but you and me we're logical we get to the point we have a good conversation we have fun we get out we don't we don't stay our welcome we're, we're here we're to we're here we're to the point we bring up like some topics we dive into them and we're like yeah good, good point dude good, good we, point. we advocate for one. children violence yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Sometimes, honestly, sometimes you actually need to explode some kids. You need to bah, 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 actually speaking, talking about exploding. Todoroki's point of how easily Bakugo can take off his grenade hands is actually really good. He's like, shouldn't those yeah, be a little harder really to take off? He said, well, I tried it. Like, I, I, he, I think I don't know if he like was actually was trying to take them off because they're dangerous. That doesn't seem very Bakugo like. So I definitely think like the kids just ripped him off his arm. Yeah, it, it felt like they just slid off for almost no reason, which is very funny. Yeah, again, I got a lot of little quips, and maybe if I think back and watch it a couple more times, I'll have more quips. But that's just like comments like that is what this entire episode was, and that, and that was a really good time. But with that, let us move in the class notes section. I already kind of spoiled part of it by talking about Rising Heroes coming on the U.S. We'll give you updates on that. Go see it. I'm super hyped for it. Middle row, opening night xd sound like everything sub of course i'm excited and and um i i guess just to give the viewers a little or listeners a little bit of context does this take place um during any time that we know or is it kind of like outside you know if if, if people are listening now that like aren't even caught up and I don't, I don't know why you're listening to this if you're not caught up but like if they aren't can they just like kind of jump into it or how, how does how does how does the movie work at least um i have no idea all right so basically if you're listening to this i assume you're caught up on the show just go out and watch the movie then because like it pro it's a movie it's an anime movie it probably isn't uh directly tied in with any of the seasons so it probably takes place at some point after all Might um fights one for all um other than that just watch it i i, I assume everything else will kind of fall into place after that um so a little bit yeah so the estimates is that it takes place between season four and five, even though it comes out while season four is airing, because the movie takes place during the winter and the upcoming arc takes place during like the fall winter. 
So we're not, no one's quite sure exactly on the timeline. This happened a couple months ago, so there might be more information. But looking at it initially, well, make sure you're up to date on the show, is what it sounds like. It said that people were worried about where it goes in the timeline. So at least go through the overhaul arc is where you should be. Yeah, and if anything is super crazy, we'll go ahead and let you know over at twitter.com slash popped underscore off. We'll definitely let you know if, if, if stuff's weird and stuff is crazy over there. Andrew, will he'll post it out be like, listen, guys, you need to get caught up before you watch this because it should get crazy. I mean, yeah, I ramble for three minutes after watching Star Wars. I'll probably ramble for 18 minutes on Twitter about my hero after watching that because obviously we know where priorities are. But let's jump into this week's Plus Ultra Award. Plus Ultra. As always. Each and every week, each member of the podcast will determine one pot, one class member, one hero, one villain, one anything, trying to make that transition smooth. That went beyond. That went plus ultra. And this week, I can think of no one else other than Bakugo. Like I said, advocate for children violence. Obviously, we don't actually condone that. That's a horrible thing to do. But in the show... Bakugo is just, I don't care if you're 80 or 3-year-old, I will fight you and I will beat you, is admirable. Hanging someone up and having other members of the class throwing rockets at them is just such an innovative idea that I just could not think of anyone better than Bakugo to give this award to. Because I really think his strategy to tackle this class and turn them around were definitely the best and definitely probably would never work. Yeah, I honestly, I totally agree. And I would absolutely give it to him, too, because I love him. Oh, my God, I love Bakugo so much. And for me, the reason why I give it to him is because, like, um, I guess from a meta perspective, he goes above and beyond in the terms of being entertaining. Yes, absolutely. Like, he's just he's he's so funny. And like the whole bit about like him, like, um, you know, the grenade, like, uh, like glove things coming off and them running around with it. It's I don't know. It's good. It's good humor. Um, it's a good gag. I like it, and like it's totally him of where he's like, we are going to, we're we're gonna, we're we're gonna fight these kids, and we're gonna beat them. And everyone's like, what the fuck, Bakugo? Yeah. Stop being, stop being a fucking weirdo who wants to beat people up all the time. And the teachers, who, who and the teachers like the afraid. Like, well, I guess we didn't talk about the teacher much at all this episode, but like, it's like, oh, is no one taking this seriously? Like, these two are like, this group is about to fight the students. Like. We need to do something here, and just everyone else is like they're emceeing it. Like President Mike and uh, Meet from Shitexu is just emceeing this fight that's about to take place. And the teachers like, is anyone else seeing this? Like, are we watching the same thing happen in front of us? And Bakugo is at the lead of that, and I think, I think he will actually blast some kid next episode. Obviously, he'd probably be nonviolent, but he will use his grenade just to send a kid flying, probably. Yeah, he's an absolute goober, and I, I, I really love that about him, and. Um, I actually like uh, on a different note. I really hope we do get like a like a more serious episode with him because like uh, I feel like we're due for one. Him. I feel like after this arc, um, I feel like there is an he, episode. He's, he's been like out of the game for so him long. Him and Todoroki. That, like, I feel like one of that like they're getting a spot like here, but I feel like some like serious serious character development is coming up, and maybe I I think it could be for both of them. I think Bakugo. You even saw him kind of scoff a little bit at. Um, the teacher kind of talking about counseling and turning these kids around and all that kind of stuff. Like that scoffed and kind of was like an emotional, like you're, you're kind of right. Like, 
we we could do something that it wasn't like oh screw what she was saying it's like no like he was like a scoff like she's kind of right and I think that's character development there and I think Todoroki not being in his shadow and Nasa trying not to be what Endeavor was I think some serious character development is due with all of these characters because like again they're focusing on their humor side because that's where they feel like they are versus um Kaminari versus Deku versus Uraraku versus who are all very serious because they just saw people die in front of them. These feel all super behind that, and I feel like that character development needs to come soon. But yeah, I, I think that could lead into the preview for next week where that character development could happen because next week's title is going to be Relief for Licensed Trainees. The four heroes are actually going to fight a bunch of little kids. At least that's how the episode looks, and they're setting it up. And there's a really random scene right towards the end of the preview where Aoyama, who we have not seen in a very, very long time, is kind of being a creep and looking in on Deku sleeping. So I don't know where episodes, uh, next episode is going to go, but it is going to be some kind of battle between heroes and students and Aoyama creeping on Deku. So it's going to be interesting. But nonetheless, we'll get to that when we get to that next week, Dylan. But anything else you want to say before we wrap up this week's episode? I don't have anything. I'm excited for next week. I am too. I think it'll be fun, and I think this will be the transition into the cultural festival, maybe the introduction of that. And I think this is going to be a really fun remainder of the season, and it's been great so far. But with that, thank you all so much for attending this week's session of Class 1A. Next week, we will be continuing our hype with Season 4 and recapping the relief for licensed trainees and giving you the updates on when we will be doing the movie review as soon as possible. And on top of that, make sure to tell your friends about the podcast. We've had so much support over these last couple of months, and we appreciate it so much. So please continue giving those five-star reviews. If you have not already, it means the world to us. And, of course, tell your friends to listen as well and listen along with us as we finish out these last couple episodes of the season and the movie because it is going to be so, so good. But with that, I'll hand it off to you, Dylan, to wrap up this week's show. Yeah. And make sure you listen or you check out poppedoff.com and go to twitter.com slash popped underscore off. It's the easiest way to keep um, up to date on all the stuff that we do. Um, and also you just tweet at us. Just go to popped underscore off on Twitter and just, just tweet some of the weird just at us. Just pop off. Um, tweet any fan art. Just pop off. Good good one. Good one, Andrew. But with that, thank you for attending this week's last week. Nice